This is the Rebel Author Podcast, where we talk about books, business, and occasionally bad words. Hello, Rebels, and welcome to episode 101 of the Rebel Author Podcast. Today, I'm talking to Ed Crother all about author photography, professional headshots, how to make the most of your photo shoot, whether or not you really need professional headshots, and all that good stuff. But first to last week's question, which was, would you consider selling subsidiary rights, and if so, which ones? Edwin Downward said, I'm in the open to consideration but not actively seeking out a subsidiary rights deal. The kind of deal I'd be most open to are for areas with hefty extra costs such as translation. Even audiobooks with their high costs are better kept in-house. TV, film, game offers are a different sort of option, given the end product would be so far outside my control, as to be totally different from my vision for stories. On the theme of this week's episode, uh, the question of the week this week is, have you had your professional author photos done? The book recommendation of the week this week is Life in a Fishbowl by Len Vlahos. This is fiction, um, it's young adult and... (laughs) It is very dark humour, very much my sense of humour. And uh, the reason I'm recommending it is not necessarily because it's the most amazing plot or like the most amazing book ever. I certainly know that when um, I looked at uh, the reviews for it, I was surprised by the number of negative reviews. Um, I actually really enjoyed the book, but I think it's because humour is... um, very personal and not everybody finds every kind of humour funny and not everybody finds dark humour funny. I find dark humour hilarious as I'm sure you all know Um, and yeah so like the book has kind of prompted me and reminded me that I really enjoy making people laugh and that I think that's something that really I need to be pushing in my own fiction Um, and As a result, um, I have sort of shifted the scent of death a little bit and I think I won't be writing another series like Keepers. I'm probably going to write um, fiction with some kind of humour in it. Yeah, it was a real realisation this week that, you know, I want... I know I've been talking a little bit for a while about bringing my fiction more in line with my non-fiction, but I feel like now I know how I should be doing that. Um... So yeah, the book is about a guy who gets a brain tumour, terminal brain tumour, and um, decides to sell his life to a reality TV show so that he can, you know, leave a good wad of money for his family after he's gone. Um, And it sort of, it goes from there. Um, Yes, so that is my book recommendation for this week. In terms of personal update, um, very odd week really for me. My son was with my mum and so I expected to get loads done and um, actually I didn't really get loads done. I mean, I got a good amount of work done but I also did a lot of mental heavy lifting which I feel like I don't get the headspace to do that when um, he's here and everything's go, go, go. So that's really important work, but uh, the achiever in me is a little bit frustrated with myself because I feel like I wasted all this time, even though I didn't because we all need headspace and time. But there is always that, um, 
conflict inside us. And yeah, I don't know, it was it was a weird realization really that I sort of feel like when I'm time pressured because I only have six hours when he's at school, I actually smash more work out than necessary when I have a whole week. <laughs> which is just this weird it's weird I don't you know I'm sure there are lots of people that can sympathize uh, and understand that um yes so there are yeah lots of things I I uh, obviously I'm apologizing because I didn't get to do the additional episode um this week uh, for the 100th episode celebration so I will get that done um at some point um yeah, what else this week? Um, made a massive fuck up with the audiobook. I was trying to record the um, errors, re-record the errors, I should say, and I did them in the booth sort of all in one go. And actually, that wasn't good because the tone of the previous sentence was not the same as the tone in the re-recording. So I'm going to have to, like, have the laptop there with the audio uh, listen to the previous sentence, get in the booth, record the sentence, get out of the booth, check it, um, and do that like 70 times for all of the bloody errors. So anyway, that is now delayed again, another week. So I will be doing that once he's at school. I, I really want to try and do it next week, but I think the likelihood is it's going to be the week after. Anyway, so many lessons learned about creating an audiobook. Um, what else? So um, I am presenting at a few things over the next few weeks. So um, I will be presenting at the York Writers Conference. Um, and uh, that's three days. They have nine guest speakers and plenty of opportunity to network and chat with authors from all over. It's all, a di it's all digital. Sessions include writers craft and marketing workshops. You can join them on Friday evening for a virtual cocktail party with opening remarks from their honorary patron, Terry Fallis. And then workshops begin on Saturday with a lunchtime keynote uh, with Andrew Piper and of course uh, I will be presenting as well that's from October the 22nd to the 24th and I will leave a link um, for the event where you can register uh, in the show notes I'm also going to be speaking at the Alliance of Independent Authors self-publishing advice conference uh, which is that same weekend I think it's the 22nd to the 23rd um, or is it the 23rd to the 24th? Can't remember. Anyway, it's that, it's all around that, that same date. Uh, so uh, you can check that out uh, by visiting selfpublishingadviceconference.com. I think it's .com, might be .org. Anyway, check that one out. Um, and yeah, so I've got two other things that I'm presenting at uh, in September. So I feel like I'm sort of all presented out um, at the minute and I'm trying not to <laughs> take on too many other commitments so I'm scrambling in the background to uh, get presentations done and things recorded and and that kind of stuff um and I've now decided what course I'm going to do next so uh once I have finished editing Trey and got these presentations out of the way I will be looking at developing my next course my next craft course um but again I'm not going to do that until I have really closed off a lot of um the projects that I've got open. I have been making progress on some of the things. Uh, I've got like this finish it list uh, because I've just opened far too many projects over the last few years and not got them closed. So yeah, I'm going to be working uh, on, on finishing those over the next uh, few weeks as well. I think that's it from me really. Not a huge update this week. I'm kind of in a um, state of... Uh, changing flux I don't know how to 
describe it because we're moving now from the end of the summer holidays into the school term and um yeah it's going to be interesting because you know he's sort of going up to the next key stage of learning and different things like he doesn't get free school meals anymore so I need to think about pack lunches every day and there's more homework and he now wears shirts which need ironing and all that shit so yeah it's a bit of a step up uh this this year for him um and also us organizationally uh if you by the time this airs i will have started silent september so if you want to join me from 7 a.m till 8 a.m uh, in the uk you can uh, join me uh, if you are a patron so um yes we will be sprinting in silence for one hour every morning uh, and let me know uh, well not let me know come and join me if you want to the rebel of the week this week is Sarah Sparks. Sarah says, 20 years ago, I was working with one of the world's top management consultancies on a project in Sydney. This consulting firm charged like the proverbial wounded bull. And to support the price points, the admittedly well-paid consultants slaved for their clients. When the clients said jump, we never said no. We only asked how high. Now, this Sydney client will call him Dick Tosser. I love this story already, had a uh, physiological abnormality. He could function well on only four hours of sleep and he used this to be a bastard to our consulting team. He'd push us to work past midnight and when he we returned as pale husks at 7am, he'd snidely asked, uh, he'd snidely ask why we hadn't been in the gym with him at 5am. The team's health unraveled. One of us ignored a cold and it worsened to pneumonia. Another caught a viral flu. A third, our manager got food poisoning and ended up in hospital on a drip. When he returned to the team room, Tossa sneered and said, oh, nice of you to bother to show up. We somehow stumbled to the end of the project. As I recall, the final report went down well and we began packing up the team room, desperate to escape. Then a message came through that Tossa wanted us all to attend a debrief with him. And that's when it happened. Our battered team mutinied. <laughs> I love where this is going. We were so far gone and we had zero fucks left to give. There was something strangely liberating about reaching that point and truly not caring about the fallout. To hell with careers and to hell with the client comes first ethos. We left the consulting partner a note that we were going to the pub and he was welcome to join us, but we were done with Tossa forever. The postscript is that no one lost their job and I doubled down on my resolve to never work for jerks. I love that story. Not least because um, I remember in that sort of project management consulting type world, like how much people fucking wanked over their jobs. Like just fuck off. Like there are better things in life. Like get a grip. You do not have to work 20 hours a day or 21 hours a day. Like that is just mental. It is bad for everybody. It's bad for mindset. It's bad for health. Like fuck off. Um, yeah. So I love that. I love that you, you, you know, organized a mutiny. I love that you all said fuck off and went to the pub. I think that's absolutely fantastic. So of course, if you would like to be a rebel of the week and please, 
please. I know I say this every week, but seriously, please. I know you're out there. I know you're listening and you know you have a rebellion and you haven't sent it to me. I need it. I want it. I must have your rebellions. Uh, You can send them to me at rebelauthorpodcast at gmail.com or you can Instagram them to me at Sasha Black Author. And it can be any kind of rebellion, big, small, or something in between. But please do send them in. And uh, thank you so much to Sarah for this week's rebellion. No new patrons this week, but an enormous thank you to all of my existing patrons. If you would like to support the show and get early access to all of the episodes, as well as bonus content like blooper reels and uh, Poison and Prose sessions and uh, Silent September, then you can from as little as $2 a month by visiting patreon.com forward slash Sasha Black. That's it from me this week. Um, As I mentioned, it was sort of a more brief uh, intro for me this week. Um, I just... Yeah, I'm in a state of flux. I need to think. (laughs) Anyway, uh, let's get on with the episode. Hello, and welcome to the Rebel Author Podcast. Today, I am super excited because I am joined by the mega-talented Ed Crother. Ed is the founder of Last Man Photography, has shot many live events, including a European tour. As well as this, he has captured everything from travel photos through to weddings before finally finding his photographic home in people-focused portraits. He lives in Lincoln with his fantastic makeup artist wife, Samantha Kate. Hello and welcome. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. It's nice to see you again. So for listeners, Ed, uh, you will have seen on Instagram that I have uh, tagged Ed in a bunch of uh, new swanky photos um, by the time this goes live. But I have also changed my author photos. So lots of my books will have new or swanky author photos uh, coming out in them. And the very talented Ed did take all of those photos. So thank you very much for that. Um, And that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on as well but before I before I let you take over the and 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 tell us all of the wonderful things what kind of European tour was it oh well um I I don't know whether that's misleading or not I I was booked to shoot the the European tour and it was for a uh, an artist called uh, Millie Turner she was supporting Tovlo I don't know if you're familiar with her work they're pop kind of artisty people um which is really cool so we did Glasgow, Manchester, London, and we were about to head over to Paris. And then that was the week lockdown started to hit Europe. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was it was really good fun and amazing. And it should still happen in the future. Uh, but that particular one, we didn't actually manage to make it to the mainland. So, yeah, a bit annoying. <laughs> wow. Well... Tell everyone a little bit about you and like your journey. Like, how did you get to where you are today? Fantastic question. Well, uh, it's a bit of an odd one because for the last 10 years, um, I have just been taking credit for other people's music. Uh, In other words, I've been a DJ um, in many nightclubs and all of that kind of stuff. Um, But then I started doing some photography uh, actually because my sister-in-law, Uh, was getting married and didn't have a photographer uh, but asked me to just have a go (laughs) so I did actually really enjoyed it and it was really good fun Um, and got some amazing photos a lot of good feedback and basically since then um, I started just putting myself forward for more and more different things so 
such as that that tour which I managed to get and uh, yeah taking lots of different photos for uh, for different people different things and different events and it it's just worked out really well so it's happened quite organically really it's quite nice I think sometimes some of the best things happen that way you just sort of stumble in life and you just you know like you tiptoe and one door opens and opportunity happens and then like these things you know they just like serendipitous I think that's the word I'm looking for they just you know they just happen um all right well so we are here to talk about photography photos um and all things author photoing um so like why do authors and let's also include like entrepreneurs and creatives because I know there are like other types of uh, creators that listen to the show like why do you even need headshots uh Funny enough, I actually wrote a blog about this just the other day. <laughs> um, there are there are loads of good reasons why you need headshots, uh, mostly because it's your uh, is your kind of like first impression. Uh, a lot of the time, especially as life seems to be moving more and more online, it uh, is the first time people see you, and it also really helps you stand out if you've got a good photo um in fact i'd encourage anybody to just quickly scroll through facebook friends linkedin friends instagram friends and just have a little look and see how many of the photos are bad um that they're bad quality um that maybe they're not uh they're not communicating what they should be communicating so if you've got any ceo friends and uh, they've got a picture on one of, on their LinkedIn, on their, their professional site. They've got a picture with uh, their dog or with a beer in their hand at the pub. It might be a really nice picture, um, but it is not telling the narrative and the story of what they what it should be. Mm. Uh, so, for example, if you're a uh, if you're a factual author, you'd want a very specific type of. Uh, photograph you want it to tell a specific story you want people to be able to see it and for it to uh, yeah communicate exactly what they're about uh, in one image uh, much like some of the images we took of you the other <laughs> the other week exactly <laughs> uh... exactly and and despite being a factual non-fiction author uh, my branding says something a little bit different <laughs> as uh, there's been pictures of me with my middle fingers up and tongue stuck out and leather jackets and boots and all that kind of stuff so yeah no I, I completely agree and I think the thing is it before you publish you probably underestimate the amount of places that you need a photo like you need it on your author website you need it on inside your well you can have it inside your book on the about the author page you can you know people on social media that's the thing like sometimes authors have different photos in different places well you know I try to uniform that everywhere and I'm now obviously in the process of changing my photo everywhere because it's given me some lovely photos uh but yeah you need the same photo on Facebook you need the same photo on Twitter you need the same photo on Instagram or at least if it's not the same photo a similarly branded photo um even if you want to uh change up you know position or or, or whatever but um it creates 100%. like consistency and like a vibe and a feel about you um and yeah I control like what shots go up now apart from my stories where I'm just a big twat because I just you know random just random <laughs> I mean, as they happen moments <laughs> 
that's that's totally what stories are for but you're you're totally right in saying that every time that you post something if you've got a distinct clear photograph that's a hundred percent of you people would recognize your content when you put it up by your display picture every time exactly and that's invaluable so every time they see something they know it's you uh, and that can yeah that can be huge that means like loads more clicks whereas if it's just a generic photo um, which yeah is of you but it might be a bit more difficult to distinguish mm. uh, you're going to get far less interaction it seems arbitrary but it's yeah it's true <laughs> exactly and like even coming on podcasts like you know if you want to use podcasting in your marketing you're going to need to give the podcast your headshot <laughs> so you need them basically is the summary all right so talk me through a shoot I'm sure um you know newer authors might never have had a professional photo shoot so like talk me through a shoot how does it work how long does it take um yeah all of those kind of structural things fantastic uh i'd say if i don't know you i'd normally suggest a two-hour shoot uh for that would be enough to get a few really good headshots and probably a few extra shots for use on social media and all of that kind of stuff that gives us a little bit of time partly to get to know each other a huge part of it is trying to make sure that whoever you're photographing feels comfortable and uh, as I'm so sure you know Sasha I personally feel very uncomfortable uh, <laughs> having my photo taken so I know I'm I had well to aware. pry a headshot out of you <laughs> I, I'm well aware of how difficult it can be um, to, to be in front of that camera and that that confidence that you need. So part of it is, is setting the atmosphere, is that making sure that everyone feels happy and comfortable in, in what's going on. Um, also that I know what you want out of the photo shoot. Uh, so I'll need to know a little bit about you, um, what, what kind of author or business owner you are, what, what you want to portray. Uh, and all of those kind of things. So I normally have a couple of hours. That's time for a couple of, of costume changes as well, um, or just normal clothes changes. You don't have to wear a costume. You kind of want to, though. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'd ask for I'd normally two, maybe three costume changes uh, in, in a two-hour session um, that kind of give us half an hour set up and then half an hour on, on three different, uh, on different changes um, it really helps if you arrive feeling good that is a that's a big one so if you uh, if you're into pampering of any kind uh, maybe having some kind of having a, a facial in uh, fact that is one I know a lot of celebrities have facials before they go on uh, uh, photo shoots or on tv and that kind of stuff because it helps the face look good it's funny because I was trying to book a makeup artist before the shoot, but I because of the school run and stuff, I just couldn't get it in in time before the shoot. Otherwise, I would have had a full face of like makeup as well. You unfortunately had to deal with me with a bit of slapped on mascara, <laughs> a bit lippy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I would have, I could, I love that tip because that is exactly where my mind had gone as well. Like something to like give me confidence um, and to have someone who actually knows what they're doing with a makeup brush attack my face. But unfortunately I didn't get time, but yeah. That's right. You definitely brought out your, uh, your inner makeup artist. <laughs> you, like, you did a really good job. Um, but yeah, you should have said I, I could have uh, I could have asked Sammy to come along. Yeah, and, I had uh, no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. If only I had known. <laughs> 
Um, all right. So like what you, you mentioned a little bit about, you know, feeling good um, and sort of telling you what they want. But like what can an author do to prepare for a shoot? What can what kinds of things can they do to make your life easier prior to the day? I guess if they've got a bit of a vision in their mind and I'm totally happy to contribute to that. Uh, so if they have uh, an, already, an idea of shots that they already want. So, for example, you were fantastic in saying, I would like a shot with some of my books. Perfect. Um, it's good to be able to know that. Uh, whether you want uh, a particular branding. So obviously you're very purple. So <laughs> it's good to know no. to, be able to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to keep that in mind. Uh, so it's just things like that, having a, having a clear idea of, of what you want. Think about what you'd like to uh, communicate with your images. I'm going to keep hammering on about that because that is the most important thing. And then, yeah, obviously any of those things like making sure that you're you're feeling good um so yeah that could be makeup artist that could even be a glass of champagne if it mm -hmm. needs to be <laughs> I'd um, also done a clothes shop before our thing so that leather jacket that I wore was brand new awesome yeah. so yeah, it's, it's things like that it, it, yeah it makes a huge huge difference um so yeah make sure that you feel good about yourself I'll probably stay away from looking at yourself as well so maybe just make a concerted effort don't look in any mirrors for a little while before um saying that i'm going to counter that with that just about just before we take the photos it's worth having a quick glance just to <laughs> make sure that everything's good that there's uh, no prawn stuck in your teeth or something horrific because <laughs> <laughs> that that saves me a very awkward like oh can you just <laughs> You might want to, you, you've got, you just, there's a little, yeah, that kind of. <laughs> yeah, or, so that saves me an awkward conversation or a heck of a lot of editing a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of other things um, that I did. Oh no. Oh yeah. Two things that I did that I really, um, that I really, um, that I, that I found really helpful. Uh, the first thing that I did, and this is because um, for me personally, I like, Although I might come across really confident, I actually lack a lot of confidence, um, especially body confidence and especially after I had my kid. So I followed a bunch of body positivity people on Instagram for like quite a while. Um, and that and then like the week before our shoot, I really like I checked out everything they were doing um, and I like watched their stories and tried to just like input a lot of like body positivity. Um, and I did, and that definitely helped. That definitely made me feel more confident. I know not everybody might need that. Some people might be super confident, but uh, yeah, I'm not. So that really helped me. And like, we are, you know, that saying, we are the five people you spend the most time with. Um, and uh, yeah, that like, that's what I tried to spend my most time with before we had our shoot. Uh, yeah, I mentioned that I did um, a, a, a clothes shop as well, which was like the first clothes shop I think I'd done in eight years. <laughs> <laughs> not even kidding I hadn't brought clothes since I had a kid anyway and then the last thing that I did is that I did some research so I had a look at other entrepreneurs I had a look at other um authors and I had a look at their photos and to see like the kinds of things um that they had like so I knew Cami Garcia she was uh, she wrote beautiful creatures and she had a photo of her in a leather jacket and I really liked it um and yeah so I just had a look at um 
like what kinds of photos other authors had to see the types of things that um I might like and uh yeah like you said I, I like made a little list of suggestions of things that we could do and of course the throne was one of them so yeah yes. like you've mentioned the like communication in yes. the photos but like what considerations should an author make for the style, the mood, the settings? Like what do they need? What like what do you, can you go deeper into what do they want to communicate? What kinds of things should they be thinking about? Totally. Uh, so, I mean, quite a lot of that will be up to the photographer. So if you work out what you want first, then that's when things like angles and lighting come into play, whether you want some kind of really moody lighting or whether you want it to be bright and brashy uh those are all kind of things that will totally feed in uh to the image but for you yourself i think part of that can be uh in fact let, let, let me put it this way there are millions millions of different factors in the way that we come across we know that a huge amount of the way that we communicate is through our body language and that will all come across in that photo. In fact, we kind of want to be taking uh, the best photo of you on a good day and we're going to only use the top few of those. So partly just to put anyone's mind at rest, I will never put a bad photo. I'll never even give you a bad photo of yourself. That's not going to happen. You're only going to get good photos that you feel happy with. Um, so it's good to have that in the back of your mind. And then a lot of that is getting yourself into uh, the, the right frame of mind in, because uh, all of this will come across, even if it's so subtle, even if it's as much as just maybe your shoulders are back, that extra centimeter, uh, because you're listening to a good song at the time. Uh, one of the things I forgot to mention in the preparation is it's totally worth making a playlist. Uh, so if you make a playlist of songs that you like, that are going to make you feel good, um, that is going to make the time feel like it's like the vibe's good the whole time we're there, then I would 100% suggest that. Um, I usually have an iPad with Spotify on me, so you can always just send us over a link and we can play it on that. But um, as far as that communication goes, uh, I guess there's things like the clothes that you're wearing uh the if you're a guy maybe even like the facial hair that you're that you have like if you want to come across as i said of, as really factual you either want a beard or to be clean shaven um whereas if you want to be i don't know maybe a bit more of a renegade out there a bit of a a new century novelist, you maybe want to go for something a bit more stubbly and a bit more badass. <laughs> so there's there's all of those kind of things that come into play. And there's millions of tiny different factors that all culminate. So we're trying to get at least 80% of those millions of different factors all firing to be able to get what you want onto that image. Yeah, I love that. There are a bazillion factors. And, you know, like, does your kid drop milk on your suit in the morning or you know, all the stuff you also can't control? But hopefully none of those things happen. Uh, big fat Starbucks coffee and you'll be fine. Um, OK, so 
I was going to ask about, you know, like how authors can prepare themselves mentally, but I think we've probably covered like quite a lot of, um, you know, like the being kind to ourselves, the like things that you can do or buy or, you know, massage your face or, you know, music and all of those things. So I think we've probably covered that. So instead, I'm going to ask you, what are the most common mistakes you see um, not necessarily authors, just authors, but, you know, like people who need headshots. So the creators, like, do you see them making any mistakes? Like, are there mis- common mistakes that people coming for photo shoots make? Um, yeah. Uh, yes, there, there are a couple. Uh, one of them I mentioned earlier is that uh, maybe not looking in a mirror five, five minutes before. <laughs> um, I guess... Uh, I mean, it's it's all kind of going back to that kind of how you're preparing for it. It's uh, kind of that whole preparation is key. Um, but arriving stressed or feeling like they're constantly looking at their watch. So if you've got somewhere to be, um, both of those things really affect it. Uh, partly because the whole point is there's an atmosphere there. Mm. And like any photo shoot that you go on, even in fashion shoots and that kind of stuff, the reason why they give out free champagne and have funky house music on in the background is uh, especially for fashion-y kind of stuff, is they want that kind of bogey, super fashion-y, super sleek vibe there, is they want that kind of atmosphere. Uh, So if you're stressed and have something to do, you're going to be losing a little bit of that. Mm. So... I would highly recommend uh, just set the day aside for it. So you've got time to get ready, maybe have a facial and then afterwards have some time to relax because mm. um, I almost every shoot I do, it's very rare that you get to the end of it and everyone's not just a little bit tired. It's, uh, it's exhausting being on your A game for uh even an hour and a half but if we go to a longer shoot to be on your a game and to have a camera in front of you so you're almost forced to try and be the best version of yourself for a huge amount of time it is absolutely exhausting so give yourself a bit of respite afterwards as well i have to say i was absolutely gobsmacked by how tired i was afterwards um like just i cannot like agree with you anymore just don't book anything in afterwards because I was bollocksed afterwards <laughs> and like I remember even we were actually in here and um I just said to you like why am I so tired <laughs> and you explained that it's actually a really common thing for people to be exhausted afterwards and I'm like oh smiling hurts my face this is why I frown all the time no um but yeah like I was very surprised at how tiring um it was and we it wasn't even you know it was only a couple of hours but yeah like it was shocking and you know I I was tired the next day as well I just I think it is I don't know yeah like well I suppose like you said you have to be on your a game and all the smiling and all the you know posing and vogue voguing yourself or whatever um all right so like what are some of the cool things that you see customers doing um with their photos once you've delivered Uh, delivered them to them like have you ever seen any like cool quirky like marketing type things um or even do you okay so I'm going to ask a part a and a part b so brilliant 
The part B is the afterwards. What cool things do you see people doing with it, with their photos afterwards? And the part A is what cool quirky things do you do? What can you do in a photo shoot? So I know obviously like we used my throne, but like, yeah, I don't know if you've ever done like other things that are cool and quirky that might give listeners some ideas. Yeah, totally. There's, um, there's millions of variations out there. If you spend, I don't know, more than five minutes following a few professional photographers on Instagram and your mind's blown by <laughs> kind of what they can do. So yeah, I've done some really fun stuff going out into uh, out into some forests and doing some weird stuff out there. Uh, so did a cool photo shoot with this guy. He produces like surf soundtracks and all of this kind of weird stuff. So he took a load of mirrors out to the woods and took loads of photos of him through uh, different like hexagonal mirrors uh, that were all stuck onto trees. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that's so cool. Weird stuff like that. Um, played around with a lot of like long exposures. So you kind of give someone uh, two, maybe three faces all in one go, all in like a dark background with different colors on each face. Mm. Um, that's just one image but you have to kind of take it over five seconds so there's different things like that um there are a few fun things you can do with double exposures they have to be really careful because that can look really <laughs> cheesy <laughs> it can end up looking a little bit like a like a 70s film poster. <laughs> there's not I mean I don't know maybe that'll come back but uh, that's not what you want right now <laughs> but, uh, uh, in fact, I recently bought, I haven't used it yet, but I'm so excited to use it, uh, a underwater housing for one of my cameras. Um, oh, that is cool. Like a, for a, yeah, for, for my Canon one. So it's... Oh my God, that's big. also got to be slightly terrifying to actually drop your camera into water, even if it is in a protective case. <laughs> it is, although it's, it's, not my, it's not my main camera. It's like it's my old one. So... Uh, I, I tend to be quite risky once I'm not relying on it anymore. Yeah. I'm quite happy for it to break. <laughs> and I'd, I'd prefer to risk it and take the shot than I would, yeah. to, uh, would to not. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if anyone fancies doing any underwater stuff, it's it's quite difficult, often cold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that could be very cool. And uh, But, yeah, stuff. I, I always have a Polaroid camera on me, so everyone that I do a shoot with, I always take a take a polaroid or two of them as well but yeah there's there's loads of different things you can do and everyone's got a got a fun thing so i guess location's quite a big one mm. i did a shoot with uh, a guy the other day and i scouted out in fact you would have loved this this purple field this whole field was purple i think it might have been some kind of like potato plant but the field looked really cool uh but then when we got there all the purple had died off it'd been two days and there was no, no purple anymore oh um, no but we ended up taking some awesome photos out of i don't know if you as you drive down a road like the verges sometimes have like wild roses growing in mm -hmm. the verge uh we got some awesome photos in front of some wild roses and they look wicked and he's really happy with them so oh yeah there's but yeah there's there's always room to to move around and to play and to have fun and yeah work out some cool things to do how oh, off sorry okay it's fine. just before we get I, I totally threw off your groove I'm so sorry uh I was gonna say I actually have a massive box of smoke grenades set in my garden so 
Do you want a smoke grenades? Some smoke grenade shots are always good fun. The <laughs> smoke grenade shot. I seen this guy on Instagram that has like these funny giant skull masks, and then he does like um like colored smoke grenades. Oh my god, the photos are so fucking cool. Um, yeah, I I think they are amazing. I think smoke grenades are super fun. Um, I've got some purple ones, so for our for our next shoot, whenever that is, yeah. I, I can save a few of those for you. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. And speaking of which, how often should an author update their headshot? Uh, that is a fantastic question. I guess it depends on what kind of author you are. I guess it's one of those, it depends all the time. Um, if you're someone like Stephen King, you might want to update it less regularly because you're getting on a little bit and want to seem a little bit younger. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, in, in general, I'd say probably every two years. Um, oh, wow. Okay, that's slightly more than I thought. But yeah, that makes sense, I suppose. Yeah, it, it, it gives you time to, it gives you time to use them. There are, I mean, for someone like yourself, just because you are very branded and you're on social media quite a lot, um, I mean, you could even do it, you could do it sooner, but for, I'd say for the average person, because it's worth remembering that there is a cost to this mm. and to add that into your, to your business, you don't want it to be, uh, you don't want it to be a burden, but it's, for the sake of putting away 10, 15, 20 pounds uh, a month for depending on what kind of level of shoot you want and what you want to happen. Um, it's, uh, yes, it, it will give you more than that in return, having mm. good shots, uh, especially if they're regular because um, especially as authors, you, you change over time. Your, your writing <laughs> changes the way you want to communicate who you are changes. Uh, so suddenly, um, I know you're doing very well as uh, as a small business. So if suddenly you become a uh, a business in, uh, influencer in the in the business sphere of of the world, um, there might be a, a look that you would communicate better with that audience. So uh, it's kind of up to you, but I'd suggest every two years. Mm. so don't be me and leave it like five or six years and start going gray and get wrinkles after you've had a kid <laughs> in summary <laughs> how does crediting the photographer work like what do authors need to do to be respectful um of giving credit where credit's due fantastic question um i mean normally it's a, it's a bit of one of those weird ones where uh the photographer actually owns the photos like and then they would license them to you. I hate that whole system and the way it works. So when you get your photos, you'll get a little message from me that, um, although it doesn't sound very formal, would stand up in court just saying, I give you full credit of all of your photos so you can use them how you like and you don't have to credit me. But if you did want to, uh, if you're already following my Instagram or anything, you can just at it. Or you can say, uh, to credit the photographer, just put last man photography or something like that. And that would be very kind of you and I'd be very much appreciative. And I will then put you on my Instagram story and shout <laughs> all about it. <laughs> I'd be very happy. So. 
I think uh, being a creative in the industry, uh, I know how important it is, you know, to help other businesses and also to give credit where credit's due. So I have even, uh, so in my uh, latest textbook, uh, which you can see there, I have uh, credited you in the back of the book where my photo oh, is and everything. So, so no, that's all right. Like I think, hey, you did a, you, you made this face look good. So, you know, that is, that is a bloody skill <laughs> and it deserves crediting. Um, oh, I feel honoured. <laughs> and yeah, like I mentioned uh, off air, I've, prepped up a load of photos um some of the photos that you've done which I'll be sharing on Instagram over the month and you're tagged like credited in all of them so yeah I, I think it I don't think it takes an awful lot to just tag an author or at least like drop a drop an app or image credit underneath it like I just think it respect is respect so yeah okay this is the rebel author podcast so tell everyone about a time you unleashed your inner rebel Oh, fantastic. Um, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of a time that might make me, uh, I, I know you're kind of under pressure to choose a time that makes you look good, right? <laughs> um, but in fact, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll choose one that makes me look absolutely terrible and totally stupid. <laughs> um, so uh, a time I unleashed my inner rebel would be when I used to sail. So I used to go sailing, went to the went to the sailing club and jumped in a boat. And the, the, it was a time when there wasn't any uh, safety boats or anything out. There was just one guy, a lovely guy called Glenn, <laughs> in the boathouse. And he was like, oh, I wouldn't go out if I were you. And I was like, why not? Looks fine. He's like, the wind's quite strong. And I was like, nah, I'm, I'm totally good enough. Uh, I'm sure you can probably see where this is going. <laughs> but, so I got out of my boat. Um, and it's, really it's, it's worth saying, rescued. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth saying there's, there's a bit of a forest next to this particular lake. And then I go out and suddenly, if uh, for any of the sailors out there, the wind was that was being blocked by the woods um, came over the woods and suddenly there were crosswinds and that made things very difficult for me. <laughs> and... Uh, Basically, I ended up on the other side of the lake on a capsized boat, waving my arms above my head. <laughs> <laughs> this this poor guy. I should mention that um, uh, that Glenn, this guy, he's in like his seventies at the time, probably late seventies. So he's quite an older guy, which just makes it loads worse. Um, he has to row a boat out to a speedboat. <laughs> all the time, I'm just sat there freezing on the on this really windy day. On an upside down boat and then finally he comes over uh ties me and drags me back in <laughs> that, so that is was spectacular the time a rebel ended absolutely awfully for me <laughs> to say that is fantastic that's given me a proper giggle oh, oh i love it i love it most of the time the rebellions are um <laughs> usually they're doing something naughty or cheeky like <laughs> i love that you just blatantly ignored clearly advice from experienced person and you ended up on a capsized boat fantastic oh my goodness me that's made my night uh, okay I'm, I'm glad i'm happy for you yeah tell everyone where they can find out more about you and your services and anything else you would like to add uh fantastic so you can find me at uh lastmanphotography.com 
or uh, Instagram at Last Man Photography or Facebook or, you know, all the standard places. If you type in Last Man Photography, it should come up. Um, hopefully, if my SEO has been working, if you Google it, it should come up as well. But um, I'm not going to promise that globally. It might change wherever you are. Um, but yeah, I hopefully in the show notes, maybe. Yeah, if you drop me all of those links, because I haven't got them in here, then I will put them all into Great. the show notes. Fantastic. Fantastic. And yeah, I, and maybe in some of Sasha's posts, um, uh, I might get might get a few tags there as well. You will so indeed. <laughs> that's, that's where you can find me. And I'll very much appreciate, uh, t- yeah, very much appreciate um, any kind of, of follows or support. And also it's worth mentioning, this is a good one. Um, I got this from you actually, and the wonderful app that you use, that calendar app is I now have it so you can book a 15 minute chat with me on a Monday or Tuesday. Uh, so if you wanted to just have a chat, absolutely no obligation um, on my link tree on my Instagram or Facebook. In there, there's an option to have a 15 minute chat. So just click that and you'll get given a Zoom link and I'll be there and we can talk about your photos. Amazing. That is an awesome idea, by the way. I think that's fantastic. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been really good fun. Uh, it, I, I have loved catching up with you and now I am totally going to book in in two years time for smoke grenades and, and cra- even crazier photos than we did this time. <laughs> yes, more skulls, more grenades, yeah. more purple. I can't wait. <laughs> more, the, more leather. <laughs> okay, yes. this is getting, too, we're going too far. Let's, let's reel it in, reel it in guys. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you also to all of the show's patrons. If you would like to get early access to all of the episodes, as well as joining me for Poison and Pro sessions and a bunch of other random goodies, then you can do so by visiting patreon.com forward slash Sasha Black. And of course, thank you to everyone listening. My name is Sasha Black. You were listening to Ed Crowther, and this was the Rebel Author Podcast. Next week, I am going to be joined by Eliana West, and we are going to be talking about how to write diverse characters. So a bit of a crafty uh, kind of, yeah, session there. So join me next week for that. Don't forget to tune in and subscribe on your podcatcher. And when you have a moment, please leave a review. (laughs) 